Welcome to Prompt. I'm Arielle Beth Klein and I've put together a series of interviews with people from different walks of life all beginning with the same three prompts. Your first love, your best friend, and your untold story. This episode I chat with Mike about his family, music, and acting. Meet Mike. First love. Um, I think prior to having crushes and such, um, music was a big one for me from when I was pretty little. Um, I was big into saxophone for two reasons: Pink Panther, yeah, the Pink Panther theme, <laughs> and uh, my apparently my grandfather played. My my paternal grandfather Joe played saxophone, and uh, he was always very encouraging and stuff. And I asked Santa Claus. Yeah when I was in second grade for a saxophone and I got a letter from Santa Claus back saying that if I still wanted one when I was in sixth grade that he would get me one and then two weeks later after Christmas was over my parents told me that Santa Claus was not real oh my gosh I was devastated and was like you lied to me just unprompted told you that I guess I mean I don't think I was I don't think I was like figuring anything out I'm, yeah. I'm not that bright so <laughs> so yeah uh, but um, when I was in sixth grade I still wanted to play and the first thing I did was figured out how to play that Pink Panther theme and I pretty much drove everybody insane with it um, but yeah I, I was big into music I was in the band I was like president of the band in my you know high school when I was a senior and did marching band jazz band and I was supposed to be a double major um, but then acting became my true love, aside from, of course, my wife. Of course. Of course. Do you still play saxophone now? I don't. I play guitar more. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, I've, I feel like all of the things I truly enjoy have taken a seat in some sort of sidecar, and the motorcycle I'm in is this political, you know, hell <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. where that's what I'm ingesting all the time so I really have to almost force myself to listen to music instead of political podcasts and yeah. reading articles and stuff I feel like if I'm not informed I'm not doing my civic duty and so a lot of the things I love have taken a kind of a backseat because of that it's been really sort of a mini tragedy yeah I say mini because I mean whatever first world problems and all that kind of stuff but no, but I totally get that. I feel like every time I listen to a podcast that's just for fun, I'm like, oh, but I could be listening to The Daily or Democracy Now or something exactly, else. Exactly. And then I feel guilty about it. I know. So I, I try to balance it. And, you know, I'm happier when I am yeah. doing, you know, listening to music and playing music and breaking out the guitar more. And mm-hmm. um, I played drums a little bit and, all, you know, all this stuff. And did the singing and all that stuff when I was coming up. But, um, yeah, so music. Do you remember, like, the first, like, song or something that you remember being like, oh, wow, this is an amazing thing? I don't know. I had a a play school, like, plastic record player that had those those records, and then it would play 45s and, and, um, what are the, the, oh, shoot, I can't remember the larger size, 42? Anyway, 45... Um, 33, that's what it is. The regular records, 33. Um, I had Disco Mickey. Cool. 
And I remember really liking uh, Macho Duck, that Donald Duck sang. Do you know the song? <laughs> it's like ma- it? it's the same as Macho Man. Oh. So, but it's Macho Duck. It's Macho Macho Duck. <laughs> I want to be a Macho I love Duck. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember that. Actually, my dad, um, he uploaded all of the. I mean, we were like one of the first families to get a, a VHS recorder and and. He would set it on a tripod, and there's uh, there are videos of us on like Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, like putting up the tree and doing all the presents and stuff. And there's this I got some kind of informational cassette about music, and I'm just sitting there listening to it, like uh, while my sister's getting changed and my brother's looking at wow. his toys and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I was just talking to my wife about uh, well, you know my wife. It's weird when I. I say know, my yeah. wife to people who know who she is. I was talking to Shannon about about that very record, and I still have that record. Um, I tried to play it for for my youngest, and she wasn't into it. She wasn't. Huh? <laughs> what is this are they into music otherwise? They totally are. They're we're very big musical household. Um, you know, listening in the car, they have their own lists. It's like this combination of Hamilton and then other Disney songs yeah. for the younger one. And we try to mix in our own so that they're getting exposed to uh, the music that we came up with, the, mu- the music that we were exposed to by our parents. Although, in my, in my like when I rode with my mom in the car, it was like country and oldies. And then in my dad's car, it was Rush Limbaugh or Silence. So, um, huh. It was a big day when I got my first uh, Walkman, because then I could drown that out and listen to. And I had like I had some pretty cool like first cassettes, and then like it started to be CDs. So it was like I had um, Paul's Boutique, uh, Beastie Boys, and then I got um, Use Your Illusion. I'm sorry, that's uh, no uh, Appetite for Destruction, which is um, what you might call it. Now I feel silly. Um, you know, Axl Rose, why am I blanking on this? Sweet, um, sweet child of mine. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Mr. Brownstone. This is yeah, I, I mean, I'm upset. also feeling like an idiot. <laughs> like, well, it's fine. Like, uh, and then, you know, I, I like, I kind of came of age during like grungy stuff. So I was born in 77 and whatever, I was 13 and 90. Um, my eighth grade year, I want to say Pearl Jam's 10 came out. So that was a big one for me. Um, and you know all of that kind of rock and roll stuff but then it transitioned to a lot of gangster rap when I was in high school a lot of, a lot of just hip hop generally mm-hmm. uh, just everything I mean it's a yeah. kind of a trope it's kind of a cliche to say that I listen to all music um, but I, I really feel like I do yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I remember growing up, I didn't appreciate that my parents liked Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Jesus. Wow. There it is. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> you were, when you were growing up, what? No, I just, it's interesting hearing that, you know, you trying to show your daughters the music that you grew mm-hmm. up with, because I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. until I was in college. Like, oh, I know what the Beatles are, because my dad showed me that music. Mm-hmm. And oh, I went into classical music now, because in the car we would listen to it, and it was really calming. He was right after, you know? But, yeah. like, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, I don't want it. Right, yeah, no. yeah. We get a lot of pushback from them, but there are a couple of little songbirds. I mean, Lily, you know, she's 11, and she's been in uh, the National Children's Chorus for, I don't know, three years now. 
and they sing at Carnegie. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, parents from Iowa, and, and you know, what do you do to get to Carnegie? Practice, 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 or live in New York. And I mean, she has a beautiful voice. She's always been a great singer. And Guthrie too. Guthrie is at the point where she's like, she sings anything. And what I mean by that is like, she will sing responses to you, and put this yeah. uh, vibrato onto it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a bad example. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I definitely yeah, just, just vibe with that communication. Singer narration or something. Well, it's basically narration. a musical, right? Life is a musical. Absolutely. You sing randomly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So, wait, so you grew up not in New York. I'm from Iowa, Dubuque, Iowa. Um, it's, uh, you know... 99% Catholic, uh, Irish, Irish, German, Catholic. Um, I went to 13 years of Catholic school. Um, so, you know, I probably, I, I, there is an outside chance that had I been raised like with uh, gospel music mm-hmm. in services, like that I might have stuck around a little bit longer. Um, I'm a, what I like to say, a recovering, a recovering Catholic. Uh, non-practicing, whatever you want to say. I, don't, yeah. I try not to um, badmouth, you know, my upbringing or religion in general. Um, but boring as hell music. I mean, it was just real, real. There were some some moving tunes that I, I recall um, coming up. But yeah, so was always into music and theater, and yeah. went to school at, in, in Northern Iowa. Um, and why did you move to New York for acting? For so I was a theater. Um, you were in college. I was college. So um, I graduated in December of two thousand, and I moved to January. I moved here in January of two thousand one. Um, so I went four and a half years. Got my theater degree from the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, my last two summers, I came out here. The first summer, I went to an acting studio called the Susan Grace Cohen Acting Studio, which was kind of, um, uh, you know, a lot of like sense memory and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then the following summer, I went to the Circle in the Square oh, cool. um, summer program, which was cool. The acting, the scene study teacher there, Alan Langdon, taught our uh, teacher. They were good friends. And oh, nice. So we had kind of a, a connection there. So it was just a natural transition. Plus, we were very, like, um, I don't know, judgmental or felt hoity-toity in terms of, like, you must do the theater. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, and New York was always touted as like, that's where you, you know, train and New York credits go a long way. And, you know, if, if work ever brings you to L.A., then it'll bring you to L.A. And yeah. I came close on one or two things, but nothing, nothing um, panned out yet. So The vibe is so different. Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much experience professionally, like as an adult there. I've been there a couple of times, but it was... Vacation-y stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to the Rose Bowl. And, cool. Because I'm a Hawkeye fan. So did you start doing musicals because you were... Like, were you drawn to musicals more because you loved music? Or did you just kind of love everything about acting? And- yeah. Um, we My my cousins, uh, we would put on plays and stuff. One in particular was a my, my oldest cousin, Dawn. I think it was mainly her rewriting Alice in Wonderland as Alice in Funkyland. <laughs> And so we did that um, at my grandparents' uh, place in, in Illinois. Um, and then I, I remember in fifth grade, I had a, a 
teacher, Miss Hoffman, who asked me to be in a play, and I did that, and then I started to audition for children's theater. I was like Tom's person four or whatever, and, yeah. and some production of some, sh- some I can't even remember. There's a rocket involved. I don't know what the heck was going on. Um, and did plays in seventh and eighth grade, and then tried out for all the stuff. And um, had a small role in West Side Story my freshman year, and then eventually, you know, I was uh, Billy Bigelow and. Um, What's his face and guys and dolls, Sky Masterson, and then uh, I didn't do any. I did maybe one musical in college, and one musical when I got here. But I didn't. I, I don't know. I can sing like karaoke sing. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, Broadway is just another level. I'm just that's just not where yeah. what my voice is capable of. I mean, at least I don't think it is. Growing it's up, a I, lot of work. To put, yeah. You know, acting was enough of a challenge to learn and, you know, quote-unquote master or whatever. What were you going to say? Yeah, oh no, I just, it's interesting to hear that because growing up, I didn't even realize, because we were, I went to a really small school, so we only did musicals, and I'm also the same, like I'm not a a singer, I Mm -hmm. would have to train for many years to like even get into a Broadway room, but then I went to college and I was like, oh my gosh, street plays exist? Like, I didn't even know, so then I didn't go to school for it, because I was like, I can't do this, it's not wild. I was like, hold on a second. Wait, there's more things to gosh do. Gosh darn minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I don't... I mean, we... In my school, in my high school, it was a play in the fall, a musical in the... And I, and That's amazing. I, the first time I didn't get in a show was my freshman year, the fall play. Um, you can't take it with you. Uh, and the girl I had a crush on, she was in the play and I wasn't. Yeah. God, devastating. Um, I had been in freshman football too, but um, that didn't pan out. <laughs> I, I'm You're now not the I'm, NFL. I'm not in the NFL. Um, well, at the, I mean, at the time, I had more mouth than skill, physical skills. Okay. Um, I was five five, 115 pounds until I was a junior, and then I shot up and put on a little weight. But yeah, um, I was a tiny guy, and I it's just, just not. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was slow and slightly above average, you know, coordination wise, but. That's funny. I was really small too until like my senior year. Really? And yeah. then people were like, who's this new girl? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> yes. People, yeah. I'm back and I'm tall now. Yeah. So I gained, uh, I grew eight inches and 60 pounds more or less over my junior year. Um, so I took a lot of naps and ate a lot. Yeah. And, Eat uh, those veggies. Yeah. <laughs> it was more like I'd come home and have like eight bowls of cereal. <laughs> it was a ridiculous diet. Stack of toast or something like that. <laughs> for myself that's so funny um so when I've been asking people about to tell me about their best friend some people I've learned that either like might not have one or they have many and they don't really know like mm-hmm. so whatever a best friend that you have if you don't have a best mm-hmm. friend that's fun to chat about whatever yeah. you think of with that prompt. I mean the easy and true answer is Shannon my wife um we met my freshman year she's a year ahead of me in college um and she had a boyfriend for the most of her the first couple of two three years that we were all hanging out and i didn't we were just friends first but now we've been together for 21 years essentially um 10 or 11 married and 10 on on and off i mean we you know had some time apart in our 20s but 
the better part of 21 years and then tack on a couple of two or three years of friendship. So we're approaching, you know, a quarter of a century together. Um, And, you know, it's, uh, we always, there are just moments where you still look at someone you know and you see every single day and you spend all that time with and you're like, gosh, this face still looks different to me, you know? And we still find things to talk about. We, you know, have a lot in common, obviously, the same, a similar upbringing, Iowa, all the same training, literally. Yeah. She went to the same uh, two studios here during the summer and went to wow. the same college and we've been at the Barrel Group for the same amount of time. Did you know each other during that time or you just discovered later that you had done the same summer program? Oh, no. No, we, so it was a crew from our college that all signed up and went. She actually did it all in one summer. Um, it was six weeks of the Susan Grace Cohen and then um, six, I guess six or seven weeks at Circle. I did Susan Grace Cohen, came back the mm-hmm. following uh, summer. When when she came back from her the rest of her summer there, that's when we started dating. So we should, like kind of talk about like my 21st birthday was our kind of first date. That's adorable. Basically. And, and I just turned 42, so... Just doubled it up. That's wild. I love that. Um, as someone who has not had so much luck, well, <laughs> now I have a great boyfriend that oh, I, yeah, you good, know, good. I'm, you know, very happy. But to be with someone through so many like big life milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like? Were you best friends before you guys got together, or did you kind of develop this really strong? I, no, we weren't. We were friends. Um, but not best friends. No, it, it's developed over the years. Um, you know, two years into it, I I was I went and asked her parents if I could marry her, and um, and then we moved, and then we I think I, I came out to New York, I and mean, we were together for two years, and then I came out to New York, and when I came back, we split up for a little while, and then when we moved to New York, we got back together. It was ill advised, a little too soon. We were together for about a year, and then we were like, yeah, maybe not. And then we were apart for another, whatever, year or so, year and a half, and then got back together. Prompted, I mean, and I don't mean, I want to say it was my paternal grandfather had passed, and she came home with me because she had been, she had known all my grandparents mm-hmm. and, and visited me, uh, visited them with me on, you know, a number of occasions of, holidays and weddings and all that kind of stuff and we had driven home and on our drive back she was I, we were talking about getting back together she was like well you can ask me out <laughs> and uh, we will see if I say yes <laughs> and you can take me on a date <laughs> so but we were you know already you know extremely close mm-hmm. so yeah that's I, obviously I have a number of best friends um um there's my my cousin Gina. On my father's side, it's very uh, like two. It's like Noah's Ark. Like every cousin had a cousin that was basically in the same the same grade. So Gina, my cousin Gina and I, and her uh, neighbor Joe, and our friend Andrea, who was in our class, we all became really good friends. Um, you know college age like summer times and uh, we call ourselves the troopers mm-hmm. um got my my cousin like distant cousin um 
John and um, kind of some buddies from college that are that I'm real close with. You know, it's interesting. Like I'm trying to open up nowadays because there's been a, a stretch of years where I'm just like, you don't or I don't know or feel comfortable or whatever like making friends mm-hmm. and not in I mean I, I'm friendly with people and acquaintances <laughs> and stuff but and I don't know if it's a male thing where it's like hey you want to hang out it's just not a it's yeah. not a thing in your late 30s and early 40s in particular uh, particularly when you have children I mean it's just it must be a lot of your social like uh, the people that you hang out with are dictated by who your children's our friend friends with that makes sense right so i found myself looking around at, at birthday parties like <laughs> would yeah. i choose now that being said a, a lot of the people have i've got i've grown really close to yeah. but it's a it's a curious thing so i'm trying to like open up to you know i've made some new friends through this job and we're becoming close but it's kind of precarious you know it's like are we friends i'm kind of excited i feel weird about it i I don't know yeah no i totally i feel like the friendships that i've made particularly in the acting world Mm -hmm. where you're really close with people for three months doing a show and you might never see them again but when people have that like oh no like we really vibe like this is fun like you will find your way back to them even if it's like yes not a frequent best friends that talk every day like we did when we were in middle school, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it's hard as adults to. Yeah, and you, you know they're just those folks. Like my, I mean, my siblings are are uh, my best friends as well, you know. And I don't, we don't necessarily we don't call each other every week or anything like that. But the second we're together, it's yeah. We don't skip a beat. Yeah. So. I'm the same way with my cousins like that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I have me and my cousin. One of them were at the same age. We are like 10 days apart. But I, I went, my uh, my niece is seven. So 10 days apart? 10 days 10 apart, days yeah. Apart, okay. And then my niece is seven, so we actually just had a, like a family gathering last weekend. And we were like, this must be hard for her because she's the only kid, you know? Mm. Even though we all love her and, you know, love Don't to play around her. with her. But yeah. sometimes we're like, Willa, like, I love you, but I, I haven't seen, like, Grandpa Barry in a while. Like, I just really want to talk to him for a little bit. She, right. She's really good at it. She's a very mature kid. She'll be like, can you come play? You can bring your wine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's nice when you have someone who's your age to... Yes. Yeah. yeah truly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, Brad, the last thing that I've been asking people yeah. um, has just been, uh, what is your or an untold stories that could be like you know something that a lot of people might not know about you or you know a game when i was a kid that i used to play Mm. about and like no one knows about it or anything that (laughs) sparks your wow um uh, you know uh okay like lying in bed as a young boy um Nine, ten, eleven, uh, and ruminating on on the sort of bigger issues, the uh, spiritual issues, right? In Catholic school, it's you're, you're, for lack of a better term, you're indoctr- indoctrinated. You know, you just go, you know, Jesus is and yeah. God is God, and blah blah blah, and you learn all the prayers, and you have your your sacraments, and uh, you just sort of 
What's a sacrament? Sorry. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> seven sacraments. Okay. No, it's fine. Wait, I went to Jew school and I couldn't tell you. Today's, literally today's Rosh Hashanah and I forgot. So right, okay. it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I yeah. So uh, you have your baptism. Um, so when you're, a baby, right? when you're right, when you're a baby, your parents, um, the, you have a godfather and a godmother who, you know, look, look after you. I think if your parents and they witness the ceremony and, um, I don't know what prayers are associated with it. Um, but the priest like pours holy water on your forehead and blesses you. And, and then your, your soul, I guess, is sort of looked after. And if you don't okay. get... Um, baptized then and you die then like good luck um, good luck in the afterlife because you're not going to heaven I guess Um, that's stressful right so you know within the first couple of months you you know the parents are doing that and you know Shannon and I are not practicing um, in any organized religion and not raising our children that way though they're learning obviously right from wrong and Mm -hmm. um, getting some smatterings of, of information about a lot of religions more about the common um, what they have in common uh, but I, I have a suspicion that like because I think anybody can like baptize a kid so I think oh, really? my mom like brought I, I got, I've never <laughs> asked her this she ever hears this um, brought maybe holy water and baptized both girls when they were oh. young unbeknownst to us but I, I could totally be wrong it's just a suspicion it's just like a, a gut feeling right. that you have yeah so then so. when you're in like first grade you do um, your first communion so in in um, Christianity you have there was the last supper and so every mass is kind of a there's a point where you sort of recreate it so there's um, the bread and then the wine is the blood and the bread is the body oh that's that's the recreation of the last supper yeah essentially because apparently that's what jesus said to his apostles he was like uh, you know this is bread um you know this is my body take from it and and, Mm -hmm. you know take and eat from it and whatever and then this is my blood and then so so every mass that you take you go up and you have the the take communion Um, okay so the, those are a couple of sacraments. So to take communion, that's like the... Right. So your first communion, okay. right, when you're about oh, um, okay. seven or whatever, you know, dress up in your little suit yeah. and a little blue suit and the girls are in like white little frilly dresses and they all walk up and take their first but like wafer and their first yeah. sip of wine. Um, and anyway, so, you, you know, and it's every week you're going to church and you're hearing these things and um, you, you have what they call Christian life, like essentially religion class and um, just part of the like lexicon, how you speak about stuff. Um, but, you know, I remember hearing about uh, how the universe is infinite yet still expanding. Right? Am I wrong about that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Like that. Like, so then, what's on the outside of the? Like the galaxy, you mean? The, right. So like yeah. the entire universe is 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 constantly moving outward. Yeah. But then that begs the question. I don't know if I'm using that phrase right, but what is on the other side of where it is expanding to? Sure. Yeah. And these are the types of things that my little eight-year-old brain would lay there at night, uh, thinking about, and I. 
remember having fleeting moments of infinite understanding. Like, beyond religious um, sacraments or lessons from parents or anything. It was just a, I get it all. Huh. Fleeting. Like, a moment where I was like, oh yeah, and then gone. Wow. So that's something I recall as, as a kid. Um, something that that's is cool. maybe... Do you un- get that as an adult? Or? Only when I'm doing drugs. Fair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yes? Cool. Um, there are moments... You know, my suspicion is that it's, you know, when I'm closer to this moment... When I'm really just present with with the present, yeah. <laughs> where I'm just you know sort of aware, um, yeah, yeah. But when we're kids, we are a little bit more open to that kind of stuff. I think. Definitely. I mean, I you know when I was 13, I had a, a friend commit suicide. Uh, in our he was in our class and he shot himself and. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Um, but. Not but. And that was sort of the beginning of the end for me with religion. I didn't make a, I didn't, I wasn't declaring it until I was later into college. There was, it was a struggle, but I was kind of like, this is all, this is all bullshit, right? Because in, in Catholicism also, if you commit suicide, then you're like in purgatory or whatever the hell, I don't know. You don't get oh, to go really? to heaven or some nonsense. Um, but that really was a that really changed the trajectory of my life and how I perceived things and and um, my you know you're so insular when you're that age and through high school and really I mean you're always just so self involved I mean maybe maybe that's just me no, um, I think that's right well, yeah. we all are right yeah but especially when you're young you think that this your world is it and. Uh, one of the things my mom, mom was a travel agent, and we we did some traveling, and that always helped, and uh, to you know broaden our horizons. And my dad said, you know, he spoke to that during that time, just that like you guys think that like like your world uh, is all there is, but there's so much more. There's so much more life, and and that stuck with me. Um, pretty. You know, obviously, I still remember it, but it definitely, you know, that sort of changed at least my relationship with organized religion. And I remain a seeker. I love that. Yeah. So, always, you know, the happiest, you know, happiness takes a lot of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I know for myself what I need to do. I need to exercise, I need to eat, right? I need to uh, listen to and and read uh, inspiring things and, and spiritual things and remind myself of my own humanity and others' humanity and um, that's and listen to music and play music and create uh, and act and and you know that's that's when I'm at my happiest that's when I'm at my peak that's when yeah. you know and and I don't know what it is about 
um, us humans that are constantly trying to avoid. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, avoid feeling things, avoid connecting with others, to like building that and keeping up those protective yeah. barriers and walls. And I feel like the, the reason why religion started even was because we were just afraid of the unknown. And I think that's when... I mean, even growing up in my conservative Jewish school, I was like, if this is the only thing that you, like, there has to be more. And I'm not, like, organized religion is fine, but as long as you know, like, you're choosing that this is your world. But other people have their world. Mm -hmm. And you can just be open to, like, Mm -hmm. what what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is scary. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said that's, like, when you're most present and when you're most open. That's when you have like those moments of mm-hmm. understanding. Almost. Yeah, absolutely. Those transcendent moments. Yeah. That's why you know I always. It's happened on stage, and it's happened. It used to happen when I played saxophone, where like technique gives over to a flow. Yeah. Right. And I'd be playing a piece of music, and and it was not consciously, you know. D G sharp. I wasn't like, like muscle memory. Right. There was muscle memory, and then just sort of it, it was coming through you instead of like you plodding along. And, and love when that happens. Yes. Yeah. So, and perhaps that's why like a lot of artists are always seeking because that's such a high. Um, why some of us also seek instant gratification because we're not always able to get yeah. it through our art. I don't know. I certainly have because uh, we can't control when that, that happens. Exactly, right? You have to like trust that it'll happen. Which exactly, is scary you gotta you know jump off the cliff and build the wings on the way down. <laughs> kind of. That's great. Right, just that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for chatting with Thank me. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Good. I, I like I love podcasts. Oh, good. Yay. Good we'll luck to you. Thank you.